Do you invest in ETFs? Whether you're thinking, what in the world is an ETF? Or you're looking for the next opportunity to add to your portfolio. GlobalX has you covered. From big tech to bonds and bars of gold, GlobalX offers a wide range of exchange-traded funds. Go beyond ordinary with GlobalX ETFs. Visit globalxetfs.com.au. That's globalxetfs.com.au. Are you thinking about starting your wealth-creating journey but not sure where to put your hard-earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. This episode of the Australian Investors Podcast is a cross-post, a special episode, as first featured on our Australian Business Podcast with my co-hosts, Daniel and Jordan. In this episode, we talk about the tax deductibility of cars, in particular electric vehicles, and you'll see why this has got me very interested throughout this recording. On the Australian Business Podcast, we talk about all different types of matters that relate to small and micro-sized and private businesses. If you have any involvement with a private business, whether you own one, whether you want to invest in one, whether you are thinking of starting a side hustle or turning it into a full-fledged business, a consultant, whatever, you should listen to the Australian Business Podcast. It is a weekly show where we dive into questions, we do case studies, we talk about things like franchises, business in a box, what it means to actually grow a business. If you like the Q&A segment on the Australian Investors Podcast, you'll love the Australian Business Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about fringe benefits tax and how that is calculated because it is actually a real area of uncertainty. Even the smartest investors I know have no clue what this means and how to actually think about it. So we'll be talking about all of this and more on the Australian Business Podcast. This episode is a nice short one. Be sure to subscribe to the Australian Business Podcast inside your podcast player. There is a link in the notes for this episode if you want to join us across there. With a new financial year, new you, it's a great time to join us over on the Australian Business Podcast. Thanks for listening. Jordan, Daniel from Grace Space Advisory. How are you guys going? Good, mate. You? Good, good. Happy good. to be here. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, special congrats to you, mate. Um, recently became a father. Yes, yes. A couple of weeks ago. Yep. That's why you were absent on a few episodes, which we'll excuse you for. Yep. Yep. Took a couple of weeks off to spend some time with the, with mum and bub. So that was great. Uh, but back to work now. Yeah. A little birdie, I won't say who, told me that because um, Daniel's a big guy, like he's a big guy. And a uh, little birdie told me that you're getting sore shoulders. From holding, because I can only imagine you holding this little baby. <laughs> yeah, listen, there is context to that. There are a few old sports injuries. That They're all no no injuries. Very old, very old injuries. Um, that did get that did flare up a little bit. This cute little four kilo baby. Yeah. Sort of sits in your arms for hours and hours and hours. Um, yeah, I did have a few physio trips there. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, the, the first one he rang me and he's like, oh, "I'm just on the way." To, I rang him, sorry, and I said, "Oh." What are you up to? He goes, oh, I'm on the way to the physio. What? For what? <laughs> He's like, 
<laughs> I was holding the little one and my shoulders have been getting sore and I forgot about these swimming injuries and I was like, could not believe what I was hearing. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't sore. Like, it was dead. Like, it got to the point where my arm just would not go up. And my oh, missus wow. is like, you need to go physio. I was like, no, nah, I'll be right. I'll be right. <laughs> and you know what? My mum still booked those physio appointments <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh, well, what are mum's for? That's yeah. awesome. Well, um, you know, congrats, mate. It's a life-changing event for the better. So, Yeah, no, congrats. thank you. Thank you. Um, today, we're talking about end of financial year sales in particular. Well, not sales, but like cars and a lot of people trying to claim them on tax. And this is relevant now because I was, we're recording this on June 20th. Ideally, we probably would have done this a month ago, but... Um, we're 10 days out from the end of the financial year and I'm still hearing ads on the radio on the way in. Yes, I still listen to that occasionally and not just podcasts. And uh, I was like, you see it online, you see it on social media, people buying cars for the tax reasons. And there are a few reasons why this is the case now. Um, but there are many rules that we want to cover and the guys cover because you could get it really wrong. So first of all, uh, we we have talked about this in the past. Maybe Daniel, are cars tax deductible? Yeah, of course. So cars and sort of any form of travel is really tax deductible, but it's what you use it for. So it has to be used for some type of business usage, whether it's to see clients, whether it's to carry your loads, um, equipment, people. If that's part of your job, it's really got to be specific to what you do and how you earn an income. Okay. So it's not. Travel to and from home is just not deductible. And so if I'm going to the office or if I'm going to the first job site, not tax deductible? No. If it's the job site and you're lugging tools around? Different. There are nuances like with each job, so it's sort of it's, it's hard okay. to blanket everything. Um, but as a tradesperson, if you're lugging your tools around, you've got pipes on top or timber, it, yeah. You need it because you need yeah. it to get to the- And exactly. then the other sort of case that if you're on like a 10-year project on the metro, for example, in New South Wales, and there's- site lockups where you can leave your tools, all of a sudden it doesn't become deductible. Ah. So there's so many, so when we say it's like really industry and job and sort of- Job specific even like jo- on each job that exactly, you're Exactly, it, it yeah. does change. So it's really important to know how it affects you in your business or yourself personally, um, the deduction itself and understanding it because there are so many little rules yep. in there and little exclusions that you could potentially get caught out on. Okay. So let's say, because um, I, I, we'll use the example of tradies, but it's not just tradies as we'll discover, but let's use the example of a tradie and I want to buy a ute, pretty typical, because mm-hmm. I want to put my stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, chances are, in most scenarios, I'd imagine I'm going to be driving that like maybe five or six days a week, but there's a day that's not you know, mm-hmm. include it because I'm honestly, I'll use it on the weekends. I might go yep. to the beach or whatever. How does that work from a tax perspective? Like, obviously, some of that is not me going to work or doing a work related thing, some of it's personal. How does that work? Well, ideally, you need to be creating a logbook. The ATO do want a logbook of the Ks that you're doing and how many of those Ks are work related, mm-hmm. and then they're happy with the percentage. So, if you do it for about 12 weeks, and let's say, for example, during those 12 weeks, 90% of the case you did were for work, and then there was a 10% portion for you to go to the beach. We'll claim 90% of that vehicle for you, which is okay. still a very, very large portion of the costs. Yep. And that's all the costs? So that could be, could that be tolls? Yep. Could it be fuel? Yep. 
Could it be, what about the cost of the vehicle? Yes. Okay. All of the above. All of the above. All right. Maintenance? Yep. Okay. Mate, even as a tradesperson, if you're going to purchase the ute from the dealer, sometimes they won't have boxes on the ute and you have to do that fit out yourself. That's all tax deductible as well. Yeah. Um, and pretty much anything you can put in those boxes is tax deductible. The sign writing, if you want yeah. your logos, your phone numbers yeah. on, on you know the outside yeah. of your vehicle, that all becomes sort of tax deductible as well and falls under that sort of that 90% if we're going to use that logbook yeah. component. That's sort of... That's best practice there. Yep. Okay. So, Jordan, I'm going to turn to you now. So, how about if you're not a tradie? So, if you buy a car and you're not a tradie, let's say you're an accountant or a white-collar worker, you work in an office. Maybe you do see some clients, but primarily you're in an office. Are vehicles tax deductible? Uh, probably not. Again, very situational. Yeah. Um, you can do your logbook method in this case as well, or you can apply fringe benefits tax which is probably another five-hour episode in itself. <laughs> okay. But this is interesting. The reason why I've turned it to you is because I know you bought a car recently yes. and we were talking about this, how a vehicle, uh, if there are certain rules. We won't. Do, let's not talk about the instant asset right-off right yeah, now, okay. but let's just talk about the certain exemptions that apply to 100% electric vehicles yes. and why you made that decision. Like, there's, We'll encourage everyone to go and check out the ATO website, of course, yep. but do you just speak generally yeah, about that? Yeah, of course. Um, so in each state... Um, have their, their own incentives as well, but we'll just talk about tax yep. um, here. For electric vehicles, you don't have to apply any fringe benefits tax. So essentially, the whole thing is deductible in your business. Um, for me, there was, two re- there was two reasons for buying it. One, for that, and secondly, because in this financial year, it's the last financial year for the instant asset write-off. So it's the last year where I can claim the whole amount of the car Outright. It's a tax deduction. Exactly. First year when you get it delivered. As soon as it's delivered. Yes. It has to be delivered. Yes. So So people getting into these news or these marketing messages right now and they're like, oh, I said I could buy a Mercedes, but they don't get it for three months. Yeah. They might buy it now, but they don't get it. Exactly. They're not eligible for that. Exactly. Because even if you were to go to the dealer today, um, sign all the paperwork, if you're going to finance it, that's going to take time. If the car's not there, and it needs to be shipped from overseas. Like my car, I haven't told you yet. Mm-hmm. It's been sitting in a port in Port Kembla in New South Wales for like two weeks. Oh. So I've bought this car thinking, oh yeah, I bought, I bought it in, I think it was May, because they said they had it in stock, but because of the shipping issues they're having, it's been sitting on a boat outside of um, near Wollongong in <laughs> New South Wales for like two, three weeks now. So like, You've got 10 days. Yeah, this whole pl- master plan of mine to reduce taxes. <laughs> It's fading away very quickly. <laughs> but the good news is, so people hear that, they're like, say a Tesla costs 60 grand, say, for example. Yep. Um, you can then take that 60 grand and it deducts from your income, so it reduces your profit yes. effectively. So you could do this if you're a sole trader. Yes. You could do this if you're a company, something like this. But, um, I mean, there's a few things here. But let's say, for example, you do get it on July 1st. So instead of getting that whole deduction up front, the 60 grand, you might have to apportion it. So you still get the deduction, but it's just over a certain number of years, correct? Yes, but Yeah, it's over the useful life of that asset, whatever that asset sort of may be. So say, for example, what's really common is like a five-year loan term on a car. So say someone gets a, say a person's business, I'm listening to this, I want to get a Tesla, uh, for example, and I'm willing to pay 60 grand and I get a loan for 60 grand from Macquarie or Insert Bank over five years. Does that become 
the useful life? No. No, the, okay. ATO, the ATO generally release their sort of useful life records it's, on a year-to-year basis, which okay. does always change. Um, best practice, I think, the ATO, their tax, the maximum useful life for tax purposes is, a, correct me if I'm wrong, seven and a half years? Yeah, I think so. And it's it's interesting because for the last few years since COVID and they've introduced this temporary full expensing or the instant asset write-off, there's been no need to check these documents that Daniel's talking about because yeah. they're huge, like hundreds of pages and... When we talk about they assets, isolate, they isolate every single asset yeah, to like, the point where, like, what engine type you've got, like petrol engines are different to diesel engines. Like, yeah, they're so specific. Cameras and like these documents that we're talking about. Yes, they've still been published, but we, because of these um, tax legislation changes that were brought in because of COVID, you haven't been checking them. It's just been asset has been purchased, instantly write it off. But now, going back to that example, we're gonna have to you're gonna have to start checking those again. So, for example. Let's say for round figures, it's not exactly the correct math, but let's say, for example, it's six years, approximately 10, say, there's not, it's not always like that. Sometimes you get accelerated and different types of depreciation. But in effect, let's say for very round figures, you might get, say, like 10 grand a year off your, yep. your, as a deduction. Yep. So you still get the deduction. I think that's the good news for people. Like if, even in your case, if you order a Tesla and it comes on July 1st, not great, but still you get the deduction just in future years. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you don't lose the, just to clarify, you don't actually get m- a bigger deduction. You're talking about just the timing of that deduction. Yeah. So it's not like it's costing you any less and it's going to sort of be better in any way. It's just what you're doing is pushing the deduction and getting the benefit sooner rather than just waiting for it. It's mm-hmm. a timing thing that we're talking about. It's got nothing to do with, it's not a better deduction. Yep. It's a faster deduction. Yeah. I think that's a mistake people make. They think because they hear this and the way the marketing sounds is like, Purchase this now and you will save money. Like you will, it is no different, right? It's like you said. It's, it's just, just receiving the money now, not yeah. over a period of time. Yeah. And sometimes the period of time might work, sometimes maybe not. Um, okay. So you, this one in particular was really interesting on this Tesla because there are certain exemptions and there are on the ATO website about, um, and this is what got me really interested in it as well, is not so much because I, when I realized this, it wasn't because of the instant asset write-off. It was for the fringe benefits tax. Can someone, I know we, we don't want to go into too much depth about fringe benefits tax, but maybe Daniel, can you just explain generally what fringe benefits tax is trying to do? Yeah, so fringe benefits tax is more or less trying to find, um, the ATO is trying to just tax personal sort of components mm. of um, you know, asset. asset usage. Yeah. All right, so for example, obviously your vehicle, like you said, it's not always going to have 100% Usage. So what the ATA does is put legislation out there to try and capture the personal usage within businesses. That's okay. what it is. And it's not just the cars. It can be for travel, meals. You know, let's say, for example, you know, you've, you've got a night away somewhere. Yep. And let's say the business is paid for not just the dinner, but then the drinks after that. Yep. That needs to be accounted for as like a personal component, which falls under the fringe benefits tax umbrella. And the ATO does have sort of workarounds, the FBT, where, you know, the employee, in quotation marks, yep. can contribute back into the business to offset the personal component. And that's how you sort of combat FBT. Okay. And that's where it gets a little bit complex. But what it does do, it captures the personal expenditure component of some of the business expenses that are coming through. So it stops people say, like, I have a business and... 
I'm going to go for dinner for the next five nights and with my friends, and I'm just going to put that on the company credit card. Correct. That's that's what it's trying to capture. Yeah. yeah. But even even sort of beyond that, let's say for example, you know, we've travelled to Melbourne. Yep. From Sydney, trip is purely work based. We're here. Yeah. You know, creating podcasts, creating content. For us, it's tax deductible. Our meals become tax deductible. Yeah. Because what we've got to eat, we've got yep. to survive. But <laughs> if Jordan and I decided to go out to a bar after and you know buy a few drinks and stuff like that, that does not become tax deductible because it's no longer sustenance. Yep. That is like entertainment. Yeah. So and, yeah, just to tie back to the the car as well, um, you can use like a statutory method, which is twenty percent. Yes, twenty. Just twenty percent. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm going to bring up the the proper terminology for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with the, the the Teslas, you don't have to pay that. T- when I say pay, they're accounting entries. Um, you have to pay that twenty percent, so you get f- the car becomes fully tax deductible. What I found amazing with this is on the ATA website it says um, even if the car is used by the, the car has to be used by an employee or their associates in brackets including family members. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what really caught my attention because I was like, hold on a minute, yeah, this is suggesting that I can buy the car and my family could drive it, and that is what made it super interesting because then I was thinking to myself, well, then we could maybe sell one of our cars. And the company carries the cost of the car and we save on the car that we've sold. Exactly. Which seems like, I estimate I could save between five and 15 grand. Yeah, easy, easy. And that's just the government trying to push that net zero. Yeah. So they're, they're giving the benefit to the business to businesses to try and push that. See, I've brought this up with other people that are finance people and they don't understand fringe benefits tax. And they're like, oh, no, nah, like, not interested. And I'm like... What? Wait. Do the math. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not that hard. Like the savings are pretty huge. Yeah. It's probably one of the best. I, what's the way I thought about it? I could probably try and give myself a pay rise or I could try and save save money as opposed to earning money, if that makes sense. Exactly. So instead of giving myself a, say I gave myself a 15 grand pay rise, I pay for around figures 30% tax, I get 10 grand in my pocket. But then I was like, or the company could own the car that I use and covers the costs of the car. That's yeah. a much more tax efficient way. For sure. For me to get a benefit. Yeah, for sure, because if you're gonna, if you keep giving yourself pay rises, you're gonna bump yourself up. To a higher tax? Exactly. So you're gonna actually get in your pocket less. Whereas if that example that you just said, it's a no brainer. I had some extreme examples. I heard some extreme, so people have figured this out, even at bigger businesses. Right. And that I heard an extreme example recently. The company was really struggling with retention. They have like 300 staff members who are pretty highly paid all in the health profession. And people are calling for wage increases. And like, well, we can't really afford raw wage increases. Why don't we start buying everyone Teslas? Mm. All f- there are certain rules. So check out the AT website. It, has to, it can't be like the extreme Tesla and all this sort of shit. Like it, and it has to be that certain rules. But they were like... This seems like a much better way to give people bonuses and improve retention. Because who's going to leave your company if you buy a Tesla? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You get a Tesla as long as you work for us. Yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty good deal. The only risk, obviously, is that the Teslas are on your balance sheet and you got to pay the loan. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah. You also big... need to pay for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, yes. They're, they're just... not for free. Yeah. 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 Everyone gets Teslas. <laughs> like, <everyone's free. laughs> Tesla for you. Tesla for you. <laughs> but. Yeah. Can, okay. So that's where I was like, wow. Like if you can afford it as a business, you're like, well, at least for yourself, you're like, wow, why wouldn't I mm. save money? And it's, it's like a pretty good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd Absolutely. never, consi- by the way, I'd never consider buying an expensive car. That for me is an expensive car. But this was like, 
it just makes sense. So well, the cost FYI. of the vehicle just goes down. When you take away the tax benefits that you're receiving, it's not really an expensive car, is it? No, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. right. That's exactly like, right, yeah. Because you, you got to factor that in. It's like, okay, I can either buy a $40,000 car with no tax benefits in, let's yeah. say, my personal name, or I can buy a $60,000 car, get $20,000 worth of tax benefits, and I'm in the same net position as I would have been yeah. from the start, and I've got a much better vehicle. Yeah, it's electric. You don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't know fuel. It says here, just a quick Google, like the average cost of a car is about forty grand. Once you add back all of the, the GST that you'd get from yeah. that and all of the other benefits, you're probably pretty close to that. <laughs> yeah, 40 yeah. grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And there's incentives depending on the state. Yeah. Victorians, sorry to say, we're going broke. So um, they're cutting back on the. Too many people are taking up this offer from the Victorian government. But I don't know. I, don't know, I haven't explored if you could buy one in Queensland and just drive it down. <laughs> I think you'd have to be with a. You'd probably have to have a license in Queensland. Yeah, yeah it's probably real Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Anyway. Um, Good news for everyone else. Um, what was the 20% rule? Yeah, so with the 20% rule, so the statutory method, what it does, so let's say the vehicle, the cost base of that vehicle was about, call it $60,000 yep. for- So you buy a, a ute or something like that. Well, this won't apply for a ute. This will be for like, let's say for example, like an SUV for okay. Okay. Um, even a tradesman who doesn't carry tools. He just goes out and quotes and then sends Oh, yeah, staff cool. out, for example. Yep. So we use it that sort of SUV for work purposes. And let's say he hasn't got a logbook. He hasn't tracked anything, hasn't done anything yep. for Shame it. Shame on him. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> um, we're going to say he's held the vehicle for the full year, the full 12 months. Um, and we're going to just going to apply what's called the statutory method. So in $60,000, he loses about $12,000 a year in deductions because that needs to be re-injected into the business as an employee contribution. So instead of sort of that $60,000 value, yep. it's going to be worth 48000 Yep. So that's where that component is. And it's more or less assuming that it's an 80% okay. business usage component. Okay. And that needs to be calculated every single year. Right. Until sort of the new vehicle comes along. So if you with your clients at Grayspace, you say to them, can you please do a logbook for 90 days? Yeah. I don't know how many people listen to us, but that's what we The good thing about that stat it. method as well is it's not, it's it's an accounting entry. Um, and what it's, it's how, do, how should we explain? Yeah. So we have like a, cal like, like that ca calculation Daniel just did on his phone. We have a spreadsheet where we take into account mm -hmm. the cost base. There's all of the expenses that have been incurred and whatnot. And on that example, you wouldn't actually pay pay $12,000 to your business. You'd record it as income, and then on the other side, it would be to the director's loan, or depending on the, yeah. the entity type. Yeah, you'll pay it eventually. You'd, you yeah. Know, as you start accumulating it, again, we've, we've spoken about it, you know, in other episodes about Div 7A loans and using that yeah. sort of Trying account there. Out. And yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that all gets reconciled at the end of the year. So let's say, for example, that Director's loan account starts, you know, blowing out a little bit. It might mean you've got to pay for a dividend down the track. It, you will sort of contribute it. It's just the timing of it is a bit okay. different. It's a bit, it can be a bit complex to okay. articulate how yeah. well, let's, movements work. Let's, instead of focusing on the accounting entries, let's do one example. Yes. Yeah, okay. So you tell me how I, what I need to do. I have a business. Um, I'm going to buy an SUV for $60,000. I don't even know where you get for 60 grand. Like a 
do they still make Honda CRVs or like a? Yes, yes they do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, okay. like Honda CRV. I'm like, this yeah. could be cool. I'm going to go out. I work for an air conditioning company, so I'm going to mm-hmm. go out and quote people. I don't do the installation. I just quote people. I yep. take my you know, my piece of paper and I go and quote, measure, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I drive it like basically every day of the week. Sometimes Saturdays, mm-hmm. I haven't done a logbook. So I come to you and I go, what do I actually need to do? Do I need to like? Can I claim this or? How would this work? Yeah, so you definitely claim it, and you would still put all your expenses through the business. The business, yeah, put it all through. We would then go back, apply that statutory method, mm-hmm. and that's where you'll lose about twelve thousand dollars worth of deductions. So ordinarily, say I've, I've incurred twenty thousand dollars of costs that year, I yep. assume, including everything. Yeah, we have to take the twelve thousand off that twenty. Correct. So then I'm only really left with eight grand of deductions. Correct. So okay, that okay, Correct. that's great. Well, th- and that's factoring in the depreciation as well. Yep. That factors in the the cost of the vehicle, d- the decline in value of yep. the vehicle as well. Um, so you've incurred probably a lot more than, yeah, a lot, 20, than twenty because you got to factor in. You got fuel. You got depreciation. The got- depreciation component is probably the one that sticks out the most, where you sort of gain. Yep. Because again, it goes back to timing, because you're going to get the benefit straight away. Yep. But because we're only applying 20% of the benefit back, you're going to repay yeah. over a period of time. So you still work out in a fairly good position. Yeah. And this is why it's still really wonderful to have a business, isn't it? If, you, if you're if you a small business, these are benefits that you can genuinely... Mm. Well, but things have become a little bit more flexible, yeah. I think, with a business. There's, there's a lot more fluidity and there's a lot more things that become deductible yeah. as a business because obviously, as you know, there's a lot more expenses involved yeah, in running a, lot of a business. Yeah, things to do. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's put a bow on this episode then. So there are you can buy cars for your business, but there are multiple there are tax rules that you need to apply. Obviously, the logbook method seems the better way to go. Yeah. So I, I think um, Tim Lowe was speaking about it on the finance podcast. Finance podcast. Records are everything. Mm. Yeah. Keep records. You know, there's. Plenty of deductions around for small businesses, for individuals, especially when it comes to motor vehicles. As long as the records sort of are, are really clean, you've kept records for everything, a lot of the times you can really utilize these benefits. Yep. You know, personally, it gets really difficult when you, there's a lack of records because then I feel like if there's a lack of records, you lose a lot of the time because you've got to play it slightly safer yep. than you would if you had the records. We always say, give us too much. I'd rather turn you back saying, hey, I've got too much. I don't need this, 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 rather than put it through. And then, you know, two years down the track, someone goes, oh, hey, by the way, I've been doing that for the last like five years. And we're just like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> but um, yeah. Okay. yeah, so I think records are everything. Keep records, keep too much records. How do you guys do that? So like, how do you keep your records? So it's quite simple. Like, you can use, you know, whether your emails a fantastic, you know, you get receipts sent through to your email. Everyone gets email, digital receipts these days. Save them in folders, Google Sheets, spreadsheets. Um, if we're talking things like logbook, even if it's like a notepad in your in your dash, in your glove box, you know, you put down your the date that you start the logbook, the odometer reading at that time, put an alarm on your phone, or not an alarm, sort of like a calendar reminder, 12 weeks down the track, goes off. Every time during that period, you're writing down all your work-related trips. Yep. At the end of that period, you put the date, what the odometer reading is, you calculate all the work Ks you've done, and then you just apply sort of mm-hmm. if you, out of the 100 Ks you've done 80 for work, mm-hmm. so 
deduction. Mm. And it's it's that simple. It saves you tens of thousands of dollars probably. Yeah. yeah. And uh, do you have to do that every year? Um, no, I think it lasts about five years. Yeah. Unless something dramatically exactly. changes, unless like, for example, you get a new job or yep. change industries, change vehicles, unless something changes, then yeah, it lasts about five years. Awesome. Okay. It's got to be one of the best ways, one of the best deductions for many businesses to consider at least. Yeah. Sure. Um, so don't, if you think you can buy a car and take advantage of the instant asset write-off, you need it delivered. So just... Yeah. Keep that. We've only got 10 days from the time of this recording of Grow Life today. Just, and just sort of, uh, just the listeners as well, it's the un, sort of the uncapped instant asset write-off is ending. The instant asset write-off does not completely end. Yep. The, it's just capped at $20,000 going forward. Yep. So anything $20,000 or less, it's still... So if you still need a printer for your office or you still yeah. need... And it's not just for motor somewhere. vehicles. Yeah, it's just a, assets. It's assets. Yeah, it's just motor vehicles is probably the one that is the easiest to go over 20,000. Yep. Everything else is quite simple to sort of stay under the 20K mark. Um, so it's it's not ending. It's just being capped at $20,000. Which is what it was a few years ago, right? Yeah, that's what it was before COVID. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm just imagining all the people at the ATO that are like calculating that gigantic book that you just talked about, like with all the different rates. I'm like, they would be like, can we just like not do this? Yeah. We'll just chat <laughs> GPT. Owner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the business owner's like, yeah, can we just not yeah, have don't a worry cap? about it? Yeah. Well, the <laughs> business owners don't care. Yeah. It's us accountants in the back. We're like, what, yeah, engine, well, get- what engine type is this? <laughs> yeah. the, the only ones that care are like the, the people, like the, politicians that set the rule for like we need to collect a bit more tax revenue here yeah like no one else it's just like a massive bureaucratic and it's a control f function in that it's just like engine diesel <laughs> car oh what car you can't just type car it's so it's so annoying <laughs> it's it's true about like the bureaucratic side of things because that's why they've they brought it in it stimulates stimulates stimulate the economy yeah and now it's like oh we stimulated yeah. too much. Yeah, well, that's like that's probably what needs to happen because yeah. we've got interest rates going up. Yeah, but everyone's just spending like crazy, yeah. so they need to slow it up a bit. Which they'll probably come back in a few years. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, this was heaps of fun. Get in touch with Jordan and Daniel at Grace Space Advisor. You get a link in the show notes. Um, you can book a business health check. To be honest, this is the best time of year to reach out to these guys. So please go ahead and do it. We've had a, quite a few listeners already reach out. Uh, and engage the fellas. You can see why. So go and check them out. Um, Book a business health check. They're based in Sydney, but service people all around Australia. So um, get in touch. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest... Now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. 
You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.